Back up top, shot through traffic, save made, follow-up try, that one hits a body in front, and a score! It's a score! It's a score! And the Ice Bears have a 4-3 lead with 30 seconds remaining in the hockey game! Oh, what a hit! Welcome to the SPHL in Knoxville! Comes in on the right side, through the right circle, taking it and fed across, they score! Oh, yes! And the Ice Bears win 3-2 in overtime! Welcome in to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. My name is Joel Silverberg. Appreciate you taking the time to listen to the KIB podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey. Fieldpasshockey.com. They have everything that you need when it comes to minor league hockey coverage. The SPHL, the ECHL, the AHL, whatever you are wanting to track, whether it's the Knoxville Ice Bears, whether you're wanting some info on another team in the SPHL or an upcoming Ice Bears opponent, whether you want to keep track of former Ice Bears that are now playing at a higher league, you have the opportunity to do that with Field Pass Hockey. Check them out online, fieldpasshockey.com or on the Field Pass Hockey mobile app, which is for free on the App Store and on Google Play. Thank you so much for listening to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. Whether you're doing so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey. Knoxville gets a pair of wins over the weekend. The first one in a little bit of frustrating fashion. The second one fairly routine as the Ice Bears rally to beat Fayetteville on Friday and then hold off Vermilion County on Saturday after a fast start leads to a fairly cruise of a victory against the Bobcats. The Ice Bears will take on Vermilion County again this Friday. It'll be the last time those two teams meet this regular season. And for... Knoxville, it's continued on the inside track to potentially grab first place from the Huntsville Havoc as soon as this upcoming weekend. So Knoxville just one point back of Huntsville and three games in hand after the Havoc lost to the Rail Yard Dogs on Saturday. No action in the SPHL on Sunday, so we'll take a look at what's happening this upcoming week. What is in store for the Ice Bears during their upcoming road trip? A lot of three-game weekends in the next month for the Ice Bears. So a lot happening for Knoxville and hopefully a lot of good things happening for Knoxville as they're getting ready to play a ton of hockey in the next three or four weeks or so. Uh, The win streak, or excuse me, the point streak improves to 12 games. Knoxville is 11-0-1 in their last 12 games. And the win streak, technically there is one. It's three games, which is significant. You shouldn't knock a three-game win streak during the course of a hockey season at any point in time, but after a couple of eight-game win streaks, I guess three doesn't seem like it really gets the buzz going as as much as an eight-game win streak, but Knoxville nonetheless has uh, got a 12-game point streak going, that one loss coming in overtime to Macon a couple of weekends ago, and Knoxville now sitting with the overall best point percentage in the SPHL, 85%. Knoxville had just six total losses through 30 games this season, and three of those have come after regulation. Huntsville just took their sixth regulation loss. They've got eight overall, so the Havoc are 25-6-2. Knoxville is 24-3-3, so just one point back of the Havoc, but three chances in hand to overtake that deficit with just one win 
And the Ice Bears, of course, have two more home meetings against the Havoc upcoming the rest of the regular season. The closest one will be February 4th at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum. That is the first Friday in February. That will be Preds night. So the Ice Bears will be wearing specialty Nashville Predators jerseys that will be available for auction for all fans. So be sure to check those out as the Ice Bears get ready to release those on social media here very soon. But looking at what Knoxville's been able to do really throughout the course of the season, but especially during this stretch, ever since suffering back-to-back losses at Peoria, Knoxville went on an eight-game win streak, lost a game in overtime to Macon, has responded with three consecutive wins again, and also Knoxville secured its seventh win of the season when trailing in the third period. So Knoxville against Fayetteville on Friday night at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum, a lot of time in the penalty box for Knoxville and the Ice Bears getting outshot 11 to 6 against the Marksmen in the first period despite scoring just 34 seconds into the game. Then they get shot 11 to 6 in the second period and give up a couple of goals. Uh, Matt McNair scores right at the end of a power play so it doesn't officially count as a power play goal but Casey Kolcheski had just come out of the box not really enough time for him to get back into the D zone and McNair scores from the right circle it was a frustrating sequence for Knoxville because you have Kolcheski getting involved and pushing and shoving a guy over by the Knoxville crease Kolcheski's given the roughing minor Fayetteville skater is not And then right before the rush that leads to the goal by McNair, Jared Nash appears to get pulled down by his face and appears to take a face wash while trying to win a puck battle along the wall. There's nothing called by referee Derek Bohm. Fayetteville goes down and scores. And then about three minutes later, Drake Glover uh, gets a fortunate bounce after a shot by Vincenzo Renda. Hits Evan Moyes, sits on the goal line. Glover's able to locate the loose puck and just kind of poke it in to give Fayetteville the lead. And so the marksmen take advantage of the momentum and take that lead going into the third period. Stepan Timofeyev, his first game back after a three-week stint on the IR, he scores to tie the game early in the third. And then after Riley Robertson is given a match penalty in a five-minute major for an illegal check to the head, an illegal check to the head, by the way, that was not called by Bohm on the ice. Now, according to Jeff Carr, Knoxville's head coach, when he discussed with Bohm the reasoning for the penalty, he claimed that the linesman called the penalty, uh, which there, there was nothing on video to indicate that that had happened. Play was not stopped until the puck was at the other end of the ice when Knoxville took the puck back after the hit, and it resulted in a two-on-one. So instead, the whistle was blown. There was no attempt on goal for Knoxville. And there was no penalty called when Robertson hit Taylor Besh trying to go through the left circle. So Robertson was suspended for after being ejected from the game. He was suspended for Saturday's game against Vermilion County. That is pending a review as of the time I'm recording this podcast. There has been no official word on the full extent of Riley's suspension and whether or not that's going to result in him missing time this upcoming weekend when the team heads to Illinois to take on Vermilion County on Friday and then Quad City on Saturday and Sunday. So it's a five-minute major for Fayetteville. Then there were two additional penalties called against Knoxville. So back-to-back five-on-threes that eventually led to Fayetteville's first and only power play goal of the night. So the marksman retook the lead. Timo Fayev scored again. Brady Florent got the game winner 
with about three minutes to go in the game. And then J.B. Baker hit the empty netter to uh, solidify the win for Knoxville. So the Ice Bears overcome a ton of penalty minutes in that game. Fayetteville ultimately got, I I think they actually lost count here because they marked it as one for seven. Going through the, the math and looking at all the penalties, I think it was technically one for eight for Knoxville, so uh, for Fayetteville, I mean. So uh, the Marksmen end up getting a ton of power play chances. Knoxville uh, scored on one power play opportunity in the third period to tie the game and then got the game winner from Florent later. Uh, So Knoxville, one for three on the power play. Fayetteville, one for seven officially on the stat sheet. But the Ice Bears find a way to overcome all of that adversity at one point with four different guys being in the penalty box together. And then J.B. Baker, of course, late in the second period, took a verbal abuse of official penalty, which from what I was told by multiple people on the team, on the staff, what was said did not really warrant a penalty. Baker kind of admitted that he was trying to get a guy going because it came at a time when Kyler Matthews was called for a hook. And so he tried to get involved with a player to see if he could draw another penalty instead was given a misconduct for 10 minutes. So while all this is going on and Knoxville's trailing in the third period, Baker is sitting for most of the first half of the third period. And then I guess gets some poetic justice there in the end when he scores the empty net goal to seal the win for Knoxville. So the ice bears overcome that they win for the fourth time in five meetings against the Marksmen, and they win for the seventh time this season when trailing in the third period. Uh, getting Brady Florent back and Timo Feyev back from IR, huge for Knoxville, uh, for Florent to come back from the ECHL. Timo Feyev seems to be just fine coming off the lower body injury. Uh, didn't take Florent very long to get going offensively, scored just 34 seconds into the game, and then got the game winner at the end. So two goals from both of those guys in the first game without Captain Stefan Brucato, who, if you have not heard the news, Brucato is on the IR uh, for the 21-day IR, effective as of last Thursday. So Knoxville going to be without its captain for a little while, but getting Florin and Timo Feyev back came at the right time. Uh, Both those guys made an impact this weekend. And then, of course, you still have your leading scorer in J.B. Baker, you still have Anthony McVeigh, so a, a number of guys that can contribute on this team. And lately, you've seen some production out of Joey Strada. He had back-to-back multi-point games over the weekend, so four points in a, a two-game stretch for Joey Strada, the winger that was acquired with uh, in a trade with Vermilion County back in December. And so Strada now has nine points in ten games as an ice bear. So Knoxville getting the production that it needs to continue to find ways to win. And the ice bears continue to find ways to overcome deficits late in games, even with more roster attrition, whether it's been through call-ups injuries or trades, Knoxville has found a way to keep winning games. And now it has the inside track to take first place as soon as potentially this weekend. If it continues to have success when it goes to Illinois for three games in three days this upcoming weekend. It's, it's going to be a loaded month for Knoxville. It's going to be tough. It's going to be draining. The last time Knoxville had a three-game and three-day weekend, it, it was not easy. Knoxville had two really tough games against Macon, losing one of them in overtime before having to come home and pull away from Evansville late. And so the Ice Bears looking to keep a really strong stretch of hockey running And fortunately, it got a couple of guys back that can make a big impact to do that as well. So the Ice Bears defeat Fayetteville 5-3. We'll talk about the back half of that weekend 
with Star Wars night happening on Saturday night. The Ice Bears and the Bobcats being played on Saturday. We'll recap that game as well and look ahead at what's happening around the rest of the league in the coming week. I'm Joel Silverberg. It's the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey. In the slot, looking, shot, scores! Whoa, yes, an overtime game winner gives Knoxville a 3-2 win on the road. This presentation of Knoxville Ice Bears Hockey can also be heard while you're on the go via the Field Pass Hockey app. Read articles on your favorite team, view photo galleries, listen to live games and podcasts from across the AHL, ECHL, and SPHL by downloading the app, now available in the Google Play and Apple app stores. So on Saturday, the Ice Bears got five different goal scorers to find the net, and it resulted in a 5-1 to win over the Vermilion County Bobcats. So Knoxville will take on Vermilion County for the final time in the regular season this upcoming Friday. Knoxville, as of now, is 4-0 against Vermilion County, going to try to make it a regular season sweep this upcoming weekend in Danville. And the last time Knoxville went to Danville, that was not an easy game for Knoxville. They trailed in the third period. They had to score early in the third to tie the game, nearly gave up the game winner when Vermilion County had a late power play, and then Stefan Brucato, who committed the penalty, and it was a good penalty trying to prevent a scoring chance, comes out of the box and ultimately finds the game winner on a nice pass from behind the net by Andrew Ballant. So the Ice Bears won 3-2 to two in overtime the last time they were in Danville. They'll try to do one better and see if they can grab a regulation win and handle the Bobcats for the final time this regular season. Dino Balsamo off some really good passing across the zone. Brady Florent found Rasmus Waxen-Engback from the left circle to the right circle. Waxen-Engback found Balsamo on the back door, and he was able to slip it past Ben Churchfield for a 1-0 win. Mentioned Joey Strada in the last segment. He scored late in the first period with a nice shot from the right circle. Anthony McVeigh off an assist from Strada made it 3-0 in the second period. It was good to see Anthony get that goal. That that snapped a five-game scoreless drought for Anthony, and that, that's not something that's going to bother, bother him too much with the way that he plays. He'll tell you first he's more of a defensive forward, but he's had a really nice offensive season, and so still good to see him break a scoreless drought, especially one of that long So uh, Baker, by the way, J.B. Baker gets the assist on the McVay goal along with Joey Strada. So that extends Baker's uh, individual point streak to 12 games. He's got 15 points in that span. So J.B. Baker just continues to pour it on for Knoxville, especially during a time with Stefan Brucato being out. Sam Turner scored his sixth goal of the year to make it 4-0. And then late in the third, uh, when say Knoxville took its foot off the gas because the shots continue to pile up. Knoxville still outshot Vermilion County in each period of this game, but Christian Fagus scored from the blue line uh, with a minute thirty, a minute twenty five to go to spoil the shutout, and then Jared Nash scored with fifteen seconds remaining to round out the scoring. So Knoxville gets a five to one win over Vermilion County, and the Ice Bears win their third straight game and fourth in a row against the Vermilion County Bobcats. Looking around the rest of the SPHL, that means Huntsville, as we mentioned, 52 points in 33 games, one point ahead of Knoxville, but the Ice Bears with three games in hand, so back with 51 points. Uh, Quad City, 41 points in the same number of games played as Knoxville, so Knoxville essentially with a five-game lead on second place in the SPHL standings. Peoria has four games in hand over Knoxville and Quad City. They're only three games back, uh, three points back of Quad City, 13 back of Knoxville, but I've said it time and time again. Peoria's won four straight. They've won eight of their last 10. 
uh, Peoria and Roanoke are climbing up the leaderboard and wouldn't be surprised if Roanoke jumped ahead of Fayetteville this upcoming weekend. Roanoke just a point back of Fayetteville. The Marksman now in fifth place, 37 points in 29 games. Roanoke at 36 points in 28 games. Roanoke takes on Macon on Thursday. Fayetteville gets Macon on Friday. So both teams with an opportunity to grab wins. And then Roanoke is in Birmingham on Friday before uh, Roanoke is at Huntsville again on Saturday. So some big opportunities for Roanoke here. And then on Saturday, the Marksmen host the Pensacola Ice Flyers. Pensacola coming off the highest scoring game of the season, a 13 to four win over Macon. It was 10 to nothing within seven minutes of the second period, but Roanoke with an opportunity to maybe jump into that fifth place spot. And if things really go well for Roanoke, it could jump into the top four uh, Roanoke points in eight of their last 10, seven, two and one in that stretch. Uh, defense has been playing really well. Also Pensacola in seventh place with 34 points. Evansville back with 30 in eighth place. Birmingham back in ninth place, Macon in 10th, Vermillion County in 11th. And so both of those teams, or all of those teams trying to jostle for playoff position, but more specifically, Roanoke and Peoria really getting into the conversation of home ice advantage in the first round. I know we still have a lot of hockey left to be played, but Roanoke and Peoria playing really good hockey lately. Knoxville is obviously playing really good hockey lately. Knoxville has the longest active point streak in the SPHL, and it has the best record in its last 10 games than any other team in the league. A lot can change, though, in a short amount of time, especially when you've got nearly half the season left to be played. So Knoxville will be at Danville to take on Vermillion County this Friday night. That's going to be an 8 o'clock Eastern time puck drop. And then on Saturday, Knoxville's going to head up to Northwest Illinois to take on Quad City. That's going to be an 8-10 Eastern time puck drop on Saturday. And then on Sunday, it'll be just after 3 o'clock Eastern time as the Ice Bears wrap up the three-game weekend against the Storm on Sunday. So all of those games will be available on the hockey TV app as well as mixlr.com slash Knoxville Ice Bears. You can catch all those road games at Union Place Bar and Grill on Chambliss Avenue in Bearden. You can watch all of the Ice Bears road games there for free as you enjoy some great food and drinks over at Union Place Bar and Grill. Our next home game is going to be Friday, February 4th at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum with a 7.30 puck drop for Preds Night against the Huntsville Havoc. The Ice Bears will be wearing specialty Predators uniforms that will be auctioned off as well. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. Again, fieldpasshockey.com, the Field Pass Hockey mobile app. That is how you can keep up with all things Ice Bears as well as the rest of the SPHL. We'll have three more games to talk about the next time we're back here on the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. Thank you for listening. My name is Joel Silverberg. We'll catch you next week on the KIB podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey.